When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Hour is presented by Corona Extra. Please drink responsibly. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, one year ago tonight, the Bucks beat the Suns to win the NBA title. Where were you? Do you remember? Tony Kornheiser. I was here. Mike, I was right here. Oh, where I was. oh yeah. A year ago. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. The bubble, the you were there. I watched the Suns, game. Bucks, you were there. Dubs. Celtics, you Here were there. Is where yeah. my heart is. Yeah, man. The Knicks, clearly. In 1969, I was here. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Lightning are down and Kyrie Irving could be out. But we begin today with the U.S. Open, which was won by Northwestern's own and England's Matthew Fitzpatrick. Yes, sir. Who won the U.S. Amateur on this same country club course nine years ago. Fitzpatrick won 68-68 on the weekend and made two second shots on 15 and 18 yesterday that were simply extraordinary. Wilbon, what are your thoughts on who won and who didn't? Well, Tony, you already started. You gave it away with my thoughts on who won. A, a kid who spent a little time in Northwestern. Either one and done, yeah. like a lot of athletes. I mean, that doesn't stop people from... Wasn't Tiger a one and done at Stanford? Was he a two and done? I think he was a one and done. It, it, you know, John McEnroe was a one and done. At Great players in every sport, not just basketball can often be one and done. And Matthew Fitzpatrick was sort of ticketed for that, Tony. And as you know, you and I talk about this weekly almost. He was one of those guys who got close a lot, but he didn't win here. He had won seven times, I believe, internationally, mostly in Europe, if not all in Europe. A late bloomer, Tony, at 27 to do this. But I told you on Thursday, I had run into people in the golf, the greater golf land, golf community, who were betting on Matthew Fitzpatrick this week. They said this is the time for him. And they had just seen yeah. him come around. He got better in so many different facets of the game, though he's not the best on tour at any one of them. And he and Zalatoris, Tony, they're, they're relatively young guys, Zalatoris younger, but they've been in the top, you know, 20. And so they've been around close, 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 close. And Fitzpatrick with a couple of amazing shots, particularly the one out of the bunker on 18. And I'm rooting for him. Yeah. I'm rooting for Purple. And you know, because we talked, I was thrilled that, that, that this yeah. kid was able to cash kid, he's 27, but that he was able to cash in and win his first major. So I will leave Fitzpatrick mostly to you, but I will talk about who lost. Because five players in the top 10 in the world who were on the leaderboard on the weekend, they all lost. John Rahm, the defending champion, Rory McIlroy, Sam Burns, Colin Morikawa and Scotty Scheffler. That leaderboard was loaded. And this Good tournament board. was not lost. Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris did not back in. Fitzpatrick, no. this kid, won the tournament. And let me get to those shots. Because on 15, he's all the way on the left. He's off the course. It's a 200-yard shot. He Great puts shot. it on the green. People go, wow. And then on 18, Paul Azinger had just said, when... Fitzpatrick stepped to the tee. The only place you can't go is left. You can't go in the sand on the left. He hits it in the sand on the left, and you can hear Azinger say, what a huge mistake. And, Mike, 
much like everybody in, in the country watching, and I'm sure like you too, I went, okay, he'll bogey here. We get a three-way playoff. We get a play. Yeah. But that's not what happened. That's not what happened. It's 160 yards out, and he hits it to a very comfortable position for a comfortable par. Scheffler, a little while before, had missed a birdie putt on 18 to the left. Zalatoris had a birdie putt. He missed it by this much to the left. Mike, I thought it was in. I thought I that thought putt it was, was in. in. I thought Fitz, we were good. We were t- ticketed for a Monday playoff tone. I thought we were. Fitzpatrick, well, it wouldn't have been a Monday playoff. They, they don't have the 18 anymore. They would have gone straight there. Oh, I thought they Fitz had the 18. Fitzpatrick okay. is 27. No, Fitzpatrick is 27. Scheffler, who's now 1-2 in the last two majors, is 25. Zalatoris is 25. Morikawa, I believe, is 25. These are the people we're going to be looking at for a while. These are great young players, but they're... There are two questions, Mike, that come up immediately. This comes up immediately when a young Englishman wins a major like this. Is he going to be more like Danny Willett or more like Nick Faldo? Because those are the extremes. And the other question that comes up is, is Greg Norman, how much money is Greg Norman going to offer him to join the Saudi tour? Well, they're going to be offering a lot of people to join the Saudi tour, Tone. And he'll decide what it is that he wants to pursue and how he wants to do it. And while I know of Matthew Fitzpatrick, I don't know him well enough to know sort of what yeah. motivates him. It seems like stalking majors and being close and now cashing in is a large part of what motivates him. We don't know. The, the live tour is going to evolve. and We don't know where that's going to be and what part it's going to play in the world and things like world rankings. We, we don't know any of that yet, even though everybody who wants to declare their ever-loving loyalty to the PGA Tour acts like they know it. They don't know it. And so we're going to have all these questions answered, maybe slowly, maybe slowly, not all at once, maybe. The Avalanche and Lightning are back on the ice tonight. Colorado won game two of the Stanley Cup final by a shocking score of seven to nothing. Tampa Bay star Steven Stamkos called the result not acceptable and added, quote, let's get back home in front of our fans and let's see what we're made of, close quote. Tone, do you have faith? that the two-time defending champs are going to bounce back tonight at home. So I will get to that question. But first, let's review the action so far. You, Wilbon, and your boy Messier fell in love with Tampa Bay and thought that they would win this series, even when I said, oh, I don't think they should be favored. Tampa Bay is now down 2-0 in games and 11-3 in goals. Vasilevsky, who you and your boy Messier are in love with, has given up how many goals? 11 gave goals seven in, in two one games. Game. The seven is the shocker. Seven. All I ever awesome. said, and I didn't say that I thought that Colorado would win the series. I said I thought they should be favored from the start. They should be favored because they had more wins and more points in the regular season than Tampa Bay by a nice sum. They should be favored because they score a goal and a half per game more than Tampa Bay in these playoffs. And they should be favored because they're running through the playoffs even better than Tampa Bay. At the moment... They're 7-0. and 7-0. Oh. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Not, they're not 7-0. Oh. At the moment, they're 14-2 and two with a plus 33 in goals. And what I wanted to mention was that John Cooper, after the first game, said, we didn't play well at all and we were really close. He didn't say that after the second game because 7-0 oh isn't close. Do I think they're going to bounce back? I do think they're going to bounce back, Mike. But I told you over the phone the other night, they got to win four out of five. That's hard yeah. to do in the finals it against is. a good team. That's hard. You know, what's, you know what else is hard? Being a two-time champion, but they're that. Now, I don't That's give right. a damn who's favored. I don't care who's favored. 
The BPI favored the Boston Celtics by 86%. How stupid was that? I don't care who's favored. The champs are the champs still until you knock the crown off their head. That's now, right. the Avalanche right. have certainly taken a swing and seem to have connected. And there's a standing eight count right now. But the champs are not out yet. And by the way, I'm rooting for the Avalanche. I'm not rooting for the SEC. Okay, you know I've been over this since the end of April, beginning of May, whenever the Stanley Cup playoffs started. But, Tone, they're the champs. And with Stamkos, I love the, the attitude of that. Let's see what we're made of. That's what champs okay. find out. And so the, 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 the Golden State Warriors, they were down one nothing and 2-1. Let's see what we're made of. We found out they were made Mike? of championship stuff still. Look, if, if a lot of the ills that Tampa Bay has will be erased almost if they win two at home, and we both understand that. But they're still going to have to win one on the road at some point. I would be worried yeah. about Vasilevsky's orientation towards confidence now. I mean, I'd worry is something wrong with this yeah. guy at this point. I do think they'll bounce back and win, but I would be concerned about the way they were beaten in Colorado. I would be very concerned so, about that. Colorado and jumped that starts on them early, with speed. and then in the over. It know, starts with speed. So. Colorado's speed is providing. It's a problem for Tampa, and especially when they get Got down. It. I know they came back from down three-one in game one to tie it, right, and then in the lost first game. it. First but game. they can't keep getting down. They got to get a lead tonight and play from ahead against that team with that talent and that depth and that speed. The Athletic is writing that talks between Kyrie Irving and the Nets have gone stagnant and that Irving's tenure there may end. The Athletic says a bunch of teams might pursue Irving. One would be the Knicks, one would be the Clippers, and one would be, how great is this, the Lakers. Well, yeah. could you see Irving leaving Durant and the Nets and reuniting with LeBron? I can see Kyrie Irving leaving anywhere because he's an egomaniac. And he, he'll, he'll, he thinks he's the solution to everything. Um, and he's a hell of a player. You know, he's, he's one of the great talents in the league. He's one of the great talents in the league in the last 15 years. But, Tone, they're not winning anything with him in Brooklyn. And I think in Brooklyn, they're starting to understand that. They saw what they got now. And Kyrie Irving did win one. He won one with LeBron. And then LeBron threw him out. LeBron got tired of him. I don't care what flowery language you hear LeBron threw him out. LeBron got tired of it. And by the way, everybody around that situation says it was totally justifiable that LeBron did the right thing after they won that championship. Now, LeBron's in a different position now, Tone. He needs some help. He needs some talent on that team. I don't believe for one second that Russell Westbrook and LeBron are going to combine and win a championship. He and Kyrie might. They may be able to rekindle the magic. And he may take a chance. And you know Madison Square Garden would like to sell Kyrie. And you know Balmer thinks he can do it all and he can have Kyrie. And they can I don't believe the Clippers would win yeah. with Kyrie either. But this is going to be a fascinating offseason pursuit and all kinds of mini drama. Where will Kyrie land next? I love this story. I can't tell you how much I love it. I know it's, you do. It's sort of, it's, it's, it's an everyday disaster movie. And it's sort of could be for <laughs> us what First Take had with Will Dak Get Paid. Kyrie yeah. Irving could be our daily soap opera. He could be our Kardashians. And you have to know the backstory, and you're alluding to it. Kyrie Irving went on a podcast called I Am Athlete, 
And he said he lamented the way he left with, with LeBron. And he said it wasn't satisfying. He said he, you know, he didn't reveal his true feelings to LeBron. He isolated himself. And now we can cue the string music here. Because the only thing that would be better with those two getting together again who hate each other would be if the Lakers traded Russell Westbrook for Kyrie so he could get back together with Durant because they also hate that each other. Happen. I that don't, won't happen. I don't understand, Mike. I don't understand why a good team would want him. He has proven he destroys teams. In the near term, he has proven he destroys teams. He's a terrible teammate. I understand the Knicks because they aren't any good, but the Lakers, Mike, every single day, every single day we could talk about this. It would be Oh, my God. Fantastic. Tone, can't fantastic. you see it though? Because people, LeBron's got people one, will say one or two immediately, more shots. Right. People will say immediately, oh, they're going to win an NBA title, just like they yeah. say when the yeah. Cowboys draft somebody. They'd oh, be favored. No. Yeah, no. they'd be favored to quote your people in Vegas. They're favored. They should be favored. Who gives a damn coming if they're up, favored? Coming up is Kenny Atkinson doing a sensible thing by turning down the Hornets' head coaching job in order to stay an assistant with the Warriors. Yeah, well, he will be favored. Bradley Beal says he's made a decision about his future with the Wizard. Won't say what it is. Is he actually going to leave? So do you think it would work with Kyrie and LeBron? Because I do not. To a great degree, I think it would work. I think it would. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live La Vida Maspina. Part of Happy Hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona Extra, part of Happy Hour. It's time to hear the whiny, high-pitched voice of the people. Let me see what's first here. Here we go. Mail time! What do you make of Kenny Atkinson turning down the Hornets head coaching job to remain the Warriors' top assistant? Tony, I guess there are a few things, and, and, and I guess the truth will come out, you know, will drip out later. But, you know, these things are either over money or 
he thinks that Steve Kerr has, like, got a year or two left that he might be in line for that. And I don't know which one or maybe some combination thereof. I, if Steve Kerr wants to be around, Steve Kerr is going to be around. Now, Steve obviously famously had some health issues, and Steve Kerr is already going to go down as one of the great coaches of all time. So I don't see Steve Kerr as being leaving or being forced out. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's just he looked at the Warriors and say it's good to win. I'm going to hang out here for a while. Yeah, I, I have no idea what to make of this. There are only 30 jobs like this. He's going to go work for Mitch Kupchak, who I believe when he was GM at the Lakers won some championships. Going to go work for Michael Jordan, who won a, six championships as a player. He gets LaMelo Ball. He gets Gordon Hayward. He gets a team that yeah. was in the play-in two years in a row where they said if there was better coaching, they might have gone a little bit further. So like you, I am very skeptical with what I know so far. I think that there is more to this story, and yeah. I anxiously await Kenny Atkinson telling me what more there is, because to me, yeah. this does not make a whole lot of sense. Mike, you well, know the job. And Bridges, those are good players. They got a he good nucleus of a roster in Charlotte. The job. Yeah. Do Bradley Beal's comments on his free agency lead you to believe it's more or less likely that he stays with the Wizards? I mean, there's too many times of crying wolf. You and I know Bradley Beal, like Bradley Beal tremendously. He's a hell of a player. I, I'm, there's a handful of guys I'm paying $250 million, which is what the Wizards could pay him. And Bradley Beal's not one of them because he's not a one. He's not a guy you build around as a one, as a franchise superstar player, and then contend for a championship. He's not. He's a terrific player. But, I, Tone, I think he's staying, and they'll try to build around him. But I... It's crying wolf. He's done it a few times. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. I didn't know he was going to leave. I thought he had said a number of times that he was happy here. He seems content to be the best yes. player on a mediocre team. He will never win in Washington with this team. He will not win. So if he no. wants to win, he has to accept being the second or third best player on another team. I think he'd look great in Miami. I think he'd look great in Milwaukee. Lakers. I think he'd look better in Dallas. Lakers. I think he'd be Ooh, great Dallas. there. Ooh. But Ooh. he has never impressed me as somebody who burned to win. He just hasn't. Enough email. Well, you can, you can like one living last where break. you are. And he likes D.C. like you. He likes okay. the attic treatment. Then take a lot of money. Take a lot you know, of money and stay, but you won't win. Too fitty. Still too to come. Fitty. You don't think they'll win, right? Grayson Murray needs a new I club don't. or two. Or two. And the Pirates call up a not-so-short shortstop. You and Bradley Beal, you guys are like the odd couple. You won't leave D.C. No matter what happens, you don't leave. The Eastern Conference is loaded now. It is. They're, they're it gonna is. Be, they're going to be mediocre for years. Yeah. Like this. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 87th birthday, Len Dawson. The winning quarterback in Super Bowl IV played 19 seasons in the AFL and NFL, the final 14 for the franchise that started as the Dallas Texans and became the Kansas City Chiefs. Dawson's greatest moments came under Hank Stram, whom Dawson knew from college. Rather than run the split tee for Woody Hayes at Ohio State, Dawson went to Purdue, where Stram was an assistant. Dawson had little impact with his first NFL team, the Steelers. His second NFL team, the Browns, released him. Dawson signed with Dallas in the AFL, a move that reunited him with Stram and led to league dominance. After his playing days, Dawson went into broadcasting and ultimately spent 32 years in the Chiefs radio booth. Wow. Tony, the heroes of our youth, guys like Lynn Dawson and Joe Namath, the fact that these guys are approaching an end in their 80s is freaking me out a little bit, right? I was not, when I heard we were doing Lenny Dawson's birthday, I'm like, what is he, 75, 76? 87. Wow, man. Happy anniversary, Max Scherzer. Around this day, three years ago, the warrior god of the Washington Nationals struck out 10 Phillies in seven scoreless innings just one day after breaking his nose while trying to bunt in batting practice. You will notice the black eyes Scherzer sustained as well. Since then, Scherzer has moved on to the Dodgers and now the Mets, where he continues recovering from an oblique strain. The three-time Cy Young winner threw 50 pitches in a simulated game last Thursday. If he feels up to it, Scherzer plans to make a minor league rehabilitation start tomorrow. Maybe back to the Mets after that. Tony, I may not root for Max Scherzer as hard as you do, but I'm a big Max Scherzer fan. Yeah. But while he's on the Mets, he's dead to me. I can't root for him on the Mets. We've been over this time and again. I, you, you mentioned 1969 earlier in the show just to get under my skin. Others may not have noticed, but I noticed. Don't do that again. Happy trails to Grayson Murray's putter and wedge, the 544th ranked golfer in the world. Not only qualified for the U.S. Open, but he made the cut. He was eight over when Sunday began and eight over when he got a quad on number seven. Murray flung his putter like a tomahawk into the festival. He tripled number nine. Then when his approach shot on number 10 went short and into the deep rough, Murray snapped a wedge over his knee. Murray finished 10 over for the day, 18 over for the open, tied for last. But he led the field in bad behavior. This is the U.S. Open, not some beer league foursome at a Muni. Man, you think temper? The inability to control himself might contribute to him not being better than perhaps he is? Yes, I would agree with that. Here we go to the big finish. Mike Let's Trout do it. five homers in a five-game series against the Mariners. Are you impressed? I'm impressed they won four or five, Tom, but you can't trust the Angels. They, I mean, you just can't. Not till we get to, like, mid-September. Bills coach Sean McDermott tells the Buffalo News he no longer sleeps in the office and strives for work-life balance. Your thoughts? 
My thoughts are he's one year away from retiring. Football coaches sleep in the office. When they They say I'm not doing that anymore, they don't want to do it anymore. They're out. Naomi Osaka withdrew from Wimbledon with an Achilles injury she suffered at the Madrid Open. Your thoughts? I hope there is great tennis still in front of Naomi Osaka, my my favorite person on that tour. I just I hope there's more great tennis in her. The Pirates called up their top prospect, O'Neal Cruz, a six foot seven inch shortstop. Tony, you intrigued? I am. I think Cal Ripken was the tallest shortstop I knew. He was about six four or six five. Six seven's really big. Last one, Jack Sawinski of the Pirates homing three times with his dad in the crowd on Father's Day. Your reaction? Happy for him, a good Chicago boy, Taft High School. I'm sorry, went to the Big Ten, Indiana. Cubs, where were you on him, huh? We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Dan Mulhall, shout out. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on the app or Apple Podcasts. Tony Tiger was two and done at Stanford. Two and done.